Section 33 of the Natural History, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine. The Natural History, Volume 2, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 33, Book 9, Chapters 54 to 59. Chapter 54 pearls how they are produced and where the first rank then and the very highest position among all valuables belongs to the pearl it is the indian ocean that principally sends them to us and thus have they amid those monsters so frightful and so huge which we have already described to cross so many seas and to traverse such lengthened tracts of land scorched by the ardent rays of a burning sun and then too by the indians themselves they have to be sought in certain islands and those but very few in number the most productive of pearls is the island of Tobrobini, and that of Stoides, as already mentioned in the description of the world. Perimula, also a promontory of India. But those are most highly valued which are found in the vicinity of Arabia and the Persian Gulf, which forms a part of the Red Sea. The origin and production of the shellfish is not very different from that of the shell of the oyster. When the genial season of the year exercises its influence on the animal, it is said that, yawning, as it were, it opens its shell and so receives a kind of dew, by means of which it becomes impregnated, and that at length it gives birth, after many struggles, to the burden of its shell in the shape of pearls, which vary according to the quality of the dew. If this has been in a perfectly pure state when it flowed into the shell, then the pearl produced is white and brilliant, but if it was turbid, then the pearl is of a clouded color also. If the sky should happen to have been lowering when it was generated, the pearl will be of a pallid color from all which it is quite evident that the quality of the pearl depends much more upon a calm state of the heavens than of the sea and hence it is that it contracts a cloudy hue or a limpid appearance according to the degree of serenity of the sky in the morning if again the fish is satiated in a reasonable time then the pearl produced increases rapidly in size if it should happen to lighten at the time the animal shuts its shell and the pearl is diminished in size in proportion to the fast that the animal has to endure but if in addition to this it should thunder as well then it becomes alarmed and closing the shell in an instant produces what is known as phasma or a pearl bubble filled with air and bearing a resemblance to a pearl but in appearance only as it is quite empty and devoid of body these bubbles are formed by the abortion of the shellfish those which are produced in a perfectly healthy state consist of numerous layers so that they may be looked upon not inappropriately as similar in conformation to the callosities on the body of an animal and they should therefore be cleaned by experienced hands it is wonderful however that they should be influenced thus pleasurably by the state of the heavens seeing that by the action of the sun the pearls are turned of a red colour and lose all their whiteness just like the human body hence it is that those which keep their whiteness the best are the pelagiae or main sea pearls which lie at too great a depth to be reached by the sun's rays and yet these even turn yellow with age grow dull and wrinkled and it is only in their youth that they possess the brilliancy which is so highly esteemed in them when old too the coat grows thick and they adhere to the shell from which they can only be separated with the assistance of a file those pearls which have one surface flat and the other spherical opposite to the plain side are for that reason called tympania or tambour pearls i have seen pearls still adhering to the shell for which reason the shells were used as boxes for onions in addition to these facts we may remark that the pearl is soft in the water but that it grows hard the instant it is taken out chapter fifty five how pearls are found 
the fish as soon as ever it perceives the hand shuts its shell and covers up its treasures being well aware that it is for them that it is sought and if it happens to catch the hand it cuts it off with the sharp edge of the shell and no punishment is there that could be more justly inflicted there are other penalties added as well seeing that the greater part of these pearls are only to be found among rocks and crags while on the other hand those which lie out in the main sea are generally accompanied by sea-dogs and yet for all this the women will not banish these gems from their ears some writers say that these animals live in communities just like swarms of bees each of them being governed by one remarkable for its size and its venerable old age while at the same time it is possessed of marvellous skill in taking all due precautions against danger the divers they say take a special care to find these and once they are taken the others stray to and fro and are easily caught in their nets we learn also that as soon as they are taken they are placed under a thick layer of salt and earthenware vessels as the flesh is gradually consumed certain knots which form the pearls are disengaged from their bodies and fall to the bottom of the vessel chapter fifty six the various kinds of pearls there is no doubt that pearls wear with use and will change their color if neglected all their merit consists in their whiteness large size roundness polish and weight qualities which are not easily to be found united in the same so much so indeed that no two pearls are ever found perfectly alike and it was from this circumstance no doubt that our roman luxury first gave them the name of unio or the unique gem for a similar name is not given them by the greeks nor indeed among the barbarians by whom they are found are they called anything else but margariti even in the very whiteness of the pearl there is a great difference to be observed those are of a much clearer water that are found in the red sea while the indian pearl resembles in tint the scales of the mirror stone but exceeds all the others in size the color that is most highly prized of all is that of those which are thence called alum colored pearls long pearls also have their peculiar value those are called alenchi which are of a long tapering shape resembling our alabaster boxes in form and ending in a full bulb our ladies quite glory in having these suspended from their fingers or two or three of them dangling from their ears for the purpose of ministering to these luxurious tastes there are various names and wearisome refinements which have been devised by profuseness and prodigality for after inventing these earrings they have given them the name of crotalia or castanet pendants as though quite delighted even with the rattling of the pearls as they knock against each other and now at the present day the poorer classes are even affecting them as people are in the habit of saying that a pearl worn by a woman in public is as good as a lictor walking before her nay even more than this they put them on their feet and that not only on the laces of their sandals but all over the shoes it is not enough to wear pearls but they must tread upon them and walk with them under foot as well pearls used formerly to be found in our sea but more frequently about the thracian bosporus they were of a red color and small and enclosed in a shellfish known by the name of maes in arcanania there is a shellfish called pina which produces pearls and from this it is quite evident that it is not one kind of fish only that produces them juba states also that on the shores of arabia there is a shellfish which resembles a notched comb and covered all over with hair like a sea urchin and that the pearl lies embedded in its flesh in appearance bearing a strong resemblance to a hailstone no such shellfish however as these are ever brought to rome nor yet are any pearls of value found in arcanania being shapeless rough and of a marble hue those are better which are found in the vicinity of actium but still they are small which is the case also with those found on the coast of mauritania 
alexander polyhistor and sudanese are of opinion that as they grow old their tints gradually fade chapter fifty seven remarkable facts connected with pearls their nature it is quite clear that the interior of the pearl is solid as no fall is able to break it pearls are not always found in the middle of the body of the animal but sometimes in one place and sometimes another indeed i have seen some which lay at the edge of the shell just as though in the very act of coming forth and in some fishes as many as four or five up to the present time very few have been found which exceeded half an ounce in weight by more than one scruple it is a well ascertained fact that in britannia pearls are found though small and of a bad colour for the deified julius caesar wished it to be distinctly understood that the breastplate which he dedicated to venus genitrix in her temple was made of british pearls chapter fifty eight instances of the use of pearls i once saw lolia paulina the wife of the emperor caius it was not at any public festival or any solemn ceremonial but only at an ordinary wedding entertainment covered with emeralds and pearls which shone in alternate layers upon her head in her hair in her wreaths in her ears upon her neck in her bracelets and on her fingers and the value of which amounted in all to forty millions of sesterces indeed she was prepared at once to prove the fact by showing the receipts and acquittances nor were these any presents made by a prodigal potentate but treasures which had descended to her from her grandfather and obtained by the spoliation of the provinces such are the fruits of plunder and extortion it was for this reason that m lolius was held so infamous all over the east for the presents which he extorted from the kings the result of which was that he was denied the friendship of caius caesar and took poison and all this was done i say that his granddaughter might be seen by the glare of lamps covered all over with jewels to the amount of forty millions of sesterces now let a person only picture to himself on the one hand what was the value of the habits worn by curious or fabricious in their triumphs let him picture to himself the objects displayed to the public on their triumphal litters and then on the other hand let him think upon this lolia this one bit of a woman the head of an empire taking her place at table thus attired would he not much rather that the conquerors had been torn from their very chariots than that they had conquered for such a result as this nor indeed are these the most supreme evidences of luxury there were formerly two pearls the largest that had been ever seen in the whole world cleopatra the last of the queens of egypt was in possession of them both they having come to her by descent from the kings of the east when antony had been sated by her day after day with the most exquisite banquets this queenly courtesan inflated with vanity and disdainful arrogance affected to treat all this sumptuousness and all these vast preparations with the greatest contempt upon which antony inquired what there was that could possibly be added to such extraordinary magnificence to this she made answer that on a single entertainment she would expend ten millions of sesterces antony was extremely desirous to learn how that could be done but looked upon it as a thing quite impossible and a wager was the result on the following day upon which the matter was to be decided in order that she might not lose the wager she had an entertainment set before antony magnificent in every respect though no better than his usual repast upon this antony choked her and inquired what was the amount expended upon it to which she made answer that the banquet which he then beheld was only a trifling appendage to the real banquet and that she alone would consume at the meal to the ascertained value of that amount she herself would swallow the ten millions of sesterces and so ordered the second course to be served in obedience to her instructions the servants placed before her a single vessel which was filled with vinegar a liquid the sharpness and strength of which 
is able to dissolve pearls at this moment she was wearing in her ears those choicest and most rare and unique productions of nature and while antony was waiting to see what she was going to do taking one of them from out of her ear she threw it into the vinegar and directly it was melted swallowed it lucius plancus who had been named umpire in the wager placed his hand upon the other at the very instant that she was making preparations to dissolve it in a similar manner and declared that antony had lost an omen which in the result was fully confirmed the fame of the second pearl is equal to that which attends its fellow after the queen who had thus come off victorious on so important a question had been seized it was cut asunder in order that this the other half of the entertainment might serve as pendants for the ears of venus in the pantheon at rome chapter fifty nine how pearls first came into use at rome antony and cleopatra however will not bear away the palm of prodigality in this respect and will be stripped of even this boast in the annals of luxury for before their time clodius the son of the tragic actor esopus had done the same at rome having been left by his father heir to his ample wealth and possessions let not antony then be too proud for all his trumpery since he can hardly stand in comparison with an actor one too who had no wager to induce him a thing which adds to the regal munificence of the act but was merely desirous of trying by way of glorification to his palate what was the taste of pearls as he found it to be wonderfully pleasing that he might not be the only one to know it he had a pearl set before each of his guests for him to swallow after the surrender of alexandria pearls came into common and indeed universal use at rome but they first began to be used about the time of scylla though but of small size and of little value fenestella says in this however it is quite evident that he is mistaken for elias stilo tells us that it was in the time of the jugurthine war that the name of unio was first given to pearls of remarkable size end of section thirty three recording by catherine